Right now, it's a pleasure to welcome this man back to Sport FM Airways. It would have been uh, a few years between drinks because he's been very busy. He's been travelling the world. He's been living the dream as someone involved in cricket. Tim McDonald, he played for Western Australia. He played for Tasmania. He's back in WA cricket as their bowling coach for the summer of 2022-2023. Tim, good morning and welcome back. Morning, gentlemen. It's great to be back. It's been a while. It has, uh, and you've been, as I mentioned, here, there and everywhere, and you've, you've spent time uh, over in the uh, the UK. I guess the most pressing question is, Tim, what got you back? Uh, well, yeah, I had, uh, I've had two and a half years um, as the assistant coach of the England women's team, um, and I suppose it's been two and a half reasonably strange years for everyone, um, but uh, it, it sort of didn't work out exactly how we'd planned with, with travel back and forth, um, the job was awesome, but um, yeah, I've, I've got a young family who stayed back here in Perth, and um, I, I guess uh, time away got a little bit too much. Um, so you know, we were thinking of that coming to an end anyway, and and then uh, this this job arrived uh, arose with um, with Maddie Mace heading back to the UK, and um, and things just lined up nicely. So uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Timmy, it's been a terrific journey. I mean, I, I think you started as a bowling coach of the WA women's team back in 2017. But, uh, yeah, it, it's been a terrific journey since. Yeah, that's right, Wayne. Um, I suppose uh, after my time with Claremont, um, I was, I, I'd uh, figured to have a break from coaching and get some weekends back, um, and that lasted about two or three weeks <laughs> before uh, Lisa Kitely and Michael Dighton um, got me on board there um, and... Uh, started very part-time and, and just grew from there. I think um, when you work uh, an office job um, and work in business for 10 years, um, a good release uh, is, is getting back into cricket and coaching cricket. And I think I quickly learned that uh, that's actually what I wanted to do full-time. So, um, yeah, just spent a lot more energy on that and um, some cards fell nicely. And, uh, yeah, here we are. Was it always an aim to get into coaching you know, while you're playing? Was that something you were striving for or did it, as you said, you just fell into it? No, not at all. Um, it wasn't something I was, I was striving to do. Um, as I said, I spent uh, a lot of time um, in the business world and, um, and working, working behind a desk um, even before I played. Um, but, yeah, I suppose the more I did it, um, and the more I tasted and got experience uh, outside of cricket, the more I realised I wanted to be back in it. So um, I suppose when, you, when your body doesn't want you to play anymore, um, the, the next best thing and, and the closest thing you can do is, is to coach. And I suppose competitive spirit wants, wants you to always coach uh, at the highest level that you can and work with, with the best athletes that you can to try and help them get better. So, um, yeah, I suppose it grew, Wayne. It wasn't something that I... I I wanted to do while I was playing. No, what a what an exciting time to link back up with West Australian cricket, Tim, with uh, the three domestic titles for the men safely in their keeping: the BBL, the Marsh Cup, and the Sheffield Shield. Most famously, last summer, and the, the ladies won the WBBL as well. And there's a great Claremont Nedlands flavour, fittingly, uh, to the bowling attack. You think of Matt Kelly and and Joel Paris in particular, such key bowlers in WA's titles last year. What excites you about this bowling group as you uh, you sink your teeth into pre-season and the season not far away? Yeah, no pressure at all, is there? Uh, three titles. Uh, <laughs> um, coming in on the back of that, no, look, um, it's very exciting. I suppose uh, spending spending two or three years um, away from it, uh, you know, you, you do lose a little bit of track of what's going on, but three weeks back in, you can quickly see that how well those guys have evolved 
I mean, you mentioned Joel and Matt. Um, they basically run that attack. They're the, they're the senior, you know, senior men in that bowling attack, and it's great to see how much they've matured and grown as men and, and leaders. Um, and and Matty Mace has done such a good job um, with those guys, you know, being in charge of their own learning and, and driving their own games. So it's good to sort of come in and and you know, while while I learn, you know, how those guys operate, right on the back of of them, and and you know work with them um, to work with the bowling group. Um, there's some really exciting uh, bowlers. It's a huge stable of bowlers, uh, I suppose, bigger than, than what I'm used to working with. Um, and, and I think it looks like we're, we're sort of getting back to that era of WA cricket where we've got a production line of quicks coming through. So I think now we know a lot more about how we can um, professionalise their development and their preparation um, and I, I think we'll just see more and more coming through. There's really good ball speed. You've got the likes of Lance Morris coming through. There's there's some other really quick guys coming through like Bryce Jackson and, and some really good guys through the Pace Academy and, and the underage program. So I, I think um, yeah, it's pretty exciting five to ten years for WA cricket and the goal is obviously to, to keep winning titles and to stay dominant now. Tim, only been involved in bowling coaching for a while. Have have you seen the role evolve? You know, the old days, oh, left arm up, get through, follow through. That'll do. Watching them, what 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 now has evolved in this role as a bowling coach? Yeah, good good question, Wayne. I think uh, one of the main things I learned while I was away um, was got to work with some of the best um, best people in the world in terms of sports science and coaching and support staff. Um, and I think you learn to work with with those people, and I think that's what the good coaches are doing now. It's it's um, it's a multiple multiple disciplinary approach to coaching. So I think we can work really well with with science and medicine and with support staff in in helping work get uh, get the best out of the bowlers. Um, I don't think it's a one size fits all sort of operation anymore. Um, I think you know. The generation coming through don't respond as well to that as as have done in the past. So, I think working with the athlete alongside the athlete to try and get them to work out what works best for them. Uh, everyone's different, and then working with a multidisciplinary team. I think they're probably the biggest uh, strides we've we've seen in bowling coaching. Typically, I'll be a bit sp- more specific with. Um your role with, with women's cricket and their bowling because we, we've seen the batting develop and the shots and um, the physical strength, I suppose, that's required in the bowling aspect was, was something that was lacking. What, what is the development you've seen in, in women's cricket in the bowling aspect? Yeah, good question, Wayne. Obviously, physiologically, uh, the women are made up a lot differently and and I think you still see, even at the international level, batting is a is, is a long way ahead of bowling in in terms of um, where they're at uh, on the paradigm. So I think there's still some work to do in the female game, uh, especially with the fast bowling. Um, they're not going to have that that same strength level that the men have, so they they do have to arrange their bodies slightly differently at the crease. They tend to rotate a bit more to get that pace. But as as the professionalism grows um, and there's more time on task. For these girls, there's there's more money in the game, which means a wider talent pool of athletes. I think you'll see the ceiling start to lift um, with women's fast bowling, especially. Um, uh, we're not going to see 140 kilometre hour quicks come out of the women's game. It's just not how they're put together. But uh, I think you'll see more bowlers bowling, you know, around that 120 to 125 mark, and um, 
the skill level is just so high. They obviously have to come up with a lot different ways of, of taking wickets. You're only allowed four people out maximum in white ball cricket. So the skills uh, have really grown um, in terms of slower balls and, and different tricks, um, as well as now we're seeing you know a generation of pace start to come through with the professionalisation as well. Voice of Tim McDonald, who's back in WA cricket. He's the uh, the WA men's cricket team uh, bowling coach for the summer of 2022-2023. Someone who can hit 140 k's an hour is Jai Richardson. And I guess his career is somewhat stalled. I know he played Nash's test last summer. He took a five-wicket haul in Adelaide, but that was the only test he played. And injuries have been a constant team. His shoulder, and he had a hamstring at the end of the season as well. How confident are you? that he's got a long career ahead of him with some of these injuries. It's a life of a fast bowler, Tim, and you know that, but how much good cricket has Jai Richardson still got ahead of him? Yeah, it is the life of a quick, and <clears throat> I suppose that's that's our job, along with science and medicine, is to get that sweet spot between, you know, prolonging and getting as much cricket into players like Jai, um, who's highly skilled and highly regarded um, at the next level. I think... Um, He's not that far away from Test cricket, as we know. Um, took a Pfizer not long ago, and and then um, you know sort of rested and, and and lost his spot from there. And he's he's up and running again, and, and absolutely flying. Um, I think the sh- the shoulder injury. Um, he's making you know he's made really good strides there. It was a significant operation, so um, and he, but he's, he's back throwing and throwing pretty well. Um, he's back bowling one forty plus um, in the nets, um, and. I, I just, I guess, the challenge for Jai is, um, you know, when when he does get picked for Australia, um, it, they're sort of they're quick build-ups. So how how do you best manage um, getting him on the park? And and we want him playing for Australia um, as well. So how do we how do we help and assist him get there as well? But um, I can guarantee you, he's a very highly skilled bowler with really good pace. Who's, who's very well regarded at the next level. So I think you'll see uh, a long career from Chai and some good things this summer as well. That's certainly what we hope. So you're in a pretty late stage now of the pre-season, Tim. I know I've only just returned to Australia in the last few weeks, but we're only, now that's the 1st of September, I think we're just over four weeks away from the very first game of the Marsh Cup season. So what stage are you at in the, the pre-season and building these these bowlers up for a, a tilt at, at, uh, at cricket again? Yeah, less than less than four weeks away. Um, we had a camp down uh, in Windy Harbour last week, which was which was quite tough. We walked parts of the Bibbulmun Bibbulmun Trail, which uh, broke broke a few of us staff. Um, the players got through that quite quite comfortably. Um, but now we're back on task. It's very much competitive cricket at training, and we start the first of our practice matches on Friday. Um, practice matches next week, and then a three-day practice match the week after. So the next three or four weeks is all about competitive cricket, getting out in the, in the middle as much as we can. We've kind of pushed through our development phase and work, worked on, you know, technical aspects and, and things that guys wanted to improve on from last year. And, and now it's really about bat versus ball and, and how do we take 20 wickets in a shield game and 10 wickets uh, in a white ball game um, from a bowling point of view. And that's, where, that's pretty much where we're at now. Uh, we wish you well in the run of the season proper. Tim, I've got to ask this question. I do ask it with some trepidation. Are uh, you and Brett Jeeves still on good terms after your playing days at Tassie? <laughs> we are. I did see that uh, he's recently been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, no, we're, we're, which, which I congratulate him for in Tasmania. No, we're, we're very good friends. We always have been. Um, Brett likes to throw a little mayo, mayo on, <laughs> on stories to, to try and get some clicks and, and some likes. But no... Um, 
very much good friends and always have been behind the scenes uh, all the way along. <laughs> yeah, real character, uh, Jeevesy, and uh, certainly good to see him inducted for his contribution to Tasmanian cricket. Uh, Tim, we look forward to your involvement again with WA Cricket in this new role, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing hopefully a good defence of these three titles in season 22-23. Thanks for your time. Yes. Tim McDonald just lost him there at the end as he joined us here on Sport FM a new bowling coach replacing Matt Mason as he said big shoes to fill with what was achieved last summer but I think we're in pretty good hands Wayne he's, he's come back from his time in the UK highly respected and regarded for what he did in a very challenging period as well with COVID really the overriding factor there so I wish Tim well in his, his role with WA Cricket got a pretty good stable to work with he does he definitely does